the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. Love Never Fails. Inviting you to join in the fight for love. There are millions of people who are trapped in modern day slavery. Take a stand to do something against this injustice. Join the fight against human trafficking. If you truly love, set the captives. Each week, this program sheds light on the needs of vulnerable people in our community who are impacted by human trafficking, homelessness, addiction, and abuse, and celebrates the work of those who are meeting them right where they are and expressing to them that they are precious, valued, and loved. Our goal is to see this radio audience move to compassion demonstrated in acts of service, generosity, and gifts of time. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell. Thanks, and welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. Uh, We are in the studio today with a... A uh, powerful advocate, uh, youth advocate that is doing some amazing things, student advocate that's doing some amazing things in the community. We have Anushka Shetty with us. She is a junior at Los Altos High School in Los Altos, California. And um, she actually was, um, uh, she selected Love Never Fails as her gold award project, um, which is part of uh, being in the Girl Scouts, right? So mm-hmm. that's one of the, that's the highest award. And she chose to work on raising awareness both locally and globally about child trafficking. And then, of course, besides Girl Scouts, um, she volunteered for Love Never Fails. She was the youth commissioner um, for the city of Los uh, Altos, president of the YSTEM, Women in STEM, um, for 2018-19, a storyteller, uh, a member of the South Bay Storytellers, and she also swims for her high school, enjoys singing and dancing. Wow. <laughs> Thank you so much. Anushka, what don't you do? <laughs> <laughs> so um, I want to just, first of all, thank you. Um, you actually raised uh, a bunch of funding for us, um, mm-hmm. which we're so grateful that you were, first of all, it was done in lightning speed. It was pretty amazing to watch. Uh, you did a GoFundMe, correct? Yeah, I did a GoFundMe. Yeah, yeah. so that was that was tremendous. And, and um, of course, every Every bit of help that we get is just so needed and so um, much appreciated. And so tell me why this issue, what what drew you to the issue of child trafficking? Mm-hmm. So I'm I I'm very interested in child like child children issues like issues. Yeah, for children. And then I'm actually a Girl Scout, like you mentioned before, and I've been a Girl Scout since kindergarten. Mm-hmm. So when it came time to for me to complete my Gold Award or start my Gold Award project, um, I picked child trafficking. So my parents are from India, so every summer we go to India and and when we're when we're there I see it's child trafficking is out in the open. Mm-hmm. So I've like seen like children like on the streets and I didn't I didn't know what it was at the time uh-huh. so I, while I was researching for things that I wanted to focus on I knew it was that issue was something I wanted to do in my gold award and then I once I started researching about it I I felt like that's something that I wanted to do and then I just got really involved with it and through my gold award it's given me a platform so I can so I'll just explain what my Gold Award project was. I was raising awareness for human trafficking. So I was going to different schools in the Bay Area and also in India where my parents are from. And I was educating children about human trafficking, mostly focusing on child trafficking. So I was giving presentations about what trafficking is, what ch- human trafficking is, and ways that these kids can do to prevent it and like see what 
because many people, what I've understood through my journey on raising awareness about human trafficking is that people don't know what it is. So that's kind of how I got involved because I didn't know what it was. But And then once I started seeing it, um, that it was more of an issue, I was really shocked that people didn't know what it was. So I tried to focus my gold award on human um, on like educating people raising on, awareness yeah raising awareness on gotcha it. and did you find so so it sounds like you were able to witness human trafficking firsthand in mm-hmm. india which part of india by the way um my my dad's side is from bangalore and bangalore. my mom's side is from mysore so mysore okay yeah. so um so now I would imagine, at least this has been my experience, that there's an awareness that uh, child trafficking is happening in India, for example. Mm -hmm. But there's a perception oftentimes on the part of uh, U.S. citizens that it's not happening here. Have you found that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I uh, gave my presentations to students in India, people knew what I was talking about. But when I would talk about it in the Bay Area, when I was giving talks to people in the schools here, they didn't really understand the concept of like a child begging on the street or like everything that trafficking is. They didn't understand it. Yeah. And did do you find that they are understanding or able to wrap their mind around someone begging in India, but they may not believe that it's actually happening here in the Mm -hmm. U.S.? Yeah, there's, I got so there's a lot that myth that. Yeah. going on. Yeah. And so, so what are some of the schools where you did your awareness? Um, so I did it in my high school. I did it in block um, middle school. So I did it, I did it mostly in, in middle schools. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in Los, Los Altos. Altos. Okay. Beautiful. And so, you know, the average age of a person that is trafficked in the U.S. is 12 to 14. Mm-hmm. So doing it in middle schools is so good yeah. because that really is the place where a, a young person is most vulnerable, unfortunately. And it's also the place where they are being preyed upon the most. Um, why do you think that is, Anushka? I think... Um, middle school is the age where children are the most innocent. Um, I think like it's a time of where kids are changing and trying to fit in. So they're more vulnerable to like traffickers and what they like usually offer in those type of situations when they're trying to get like children and so just let's just uh, take a few minutes to talk about some myths. I'd love to get your perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, is this a myth or is it, is it a fact, right? Mm-hmm. So um, is it true that only people who are poor can be trafficked in the U.S.? No, not at all. What would be a vulnerability of someone who isn't poor? Um, I think there's a situation where... Uh, a middle school that I've heard, a middle schooler didn't feel like she was fitting in in her school. She wasn't doing well in her school and she was worried that I'm not going to get a job or I'm not going to live a good life after I'm done with my, like, I don't know, at that time, like middle school. And somebody approached her and said, like, I... I can give you if you come with me, I'll give you all this money and you'll it was it was type of situation where she felt like this man could help her. So she went with him and she was from a very like well off family and she could have done well in the future. But it was that kind of middle school. She wasn't she was so she felt so like alone at that moment that that man when he came, she just completely trusted him mm, so the uh, uh, the emotional status of a person whether they feel alone or feel included mm-hmm. um, whether they feel accepted right can play a role um, I've seen that your weight can play a role if you don't fit the standard for the right weight the right height the right color the right um, family background maybe you come from an affluent family but your family's Uh, has some addiction in it or maybe your parents are arguing a lot Mm -hmm. you know maybe there's divorce any of those number of things can make you feel like you're the other right yeah and then leave you vulnerable to somebody promising you the world Mm -hmm. okay so so that's that's one point of vulnerability um do you think that drugs and alcohol play a role in um someone being ensnared in human trafficking yeah, um, I've heard many situations where a trafficker will get someone hooked on a certain drug and that 
person feels like that's the only person in the world that can provide that to them. Mm-hmm. And then they'll feel like in that situation, like attached to that person. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, exactly the, that trauma bond. Right. Uh, have you have you been telling people or talking at all about this concept yeah. of trauma bond? Yeah. Or Stockholm syndrome. It's a very um, serious um, psychological phenomena that um, that that young people especially are very, um, very uh, susceptible to. But just anyone, anyone. Yeah. Uh, did you read? Did, did you hear the story about how where Stockholm that that label came from? Stockholm syndrome. Did you mm-hmm. look it up? OK, so when we come back, I'm going to share with you where that came from, because it's actually a, gr- a, a grown up, a woman who vulnerabilities were preyed upon. And it was it's a phenomenon that now is sort of a textbook um explanation of this behavior that we see in the in situations where there's domestic violence or where there's human trafficking so when we come back um, we're going to talk about Stockholm syndrome and then we're going to pop into um, some other myths and facts about human trafficking and again we're in the studio today with Anushka Shetty and thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio for more information on this program visit loveneverfailsus.com that's loveneverfailsus.com We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We are in the studio today with Anushka Shetty. She is a junior at Los Altos High School, and she is sharing with us about awareness that she's been doing about human trafficking throughout the Bay Area and also some advocacy she's been doing for Love Never Fails as a student volunteer and advocate. And we're so grateful once again to you, Anushka, for all that you're doing managing to work in swimming and dancing and singing. I'm glad you're not giving up all of your fun stuff too, because this is kind of a heavy topic. And I want to talk a little bit with you about that actually. But before I do, let's go back to this whole concept of Stockholm syndrome. So where that comes from is there was a bank robbery that happened in Stockholm. And I actually don't remember the year, but it was some time ago. And During the bank robbery, the bankers were held, captured, they were tied up. But one of the robbers provided a banker who was tied up a drink of water. And she psychologically interpreted that at that moment as this person is kind. And so when he was eventually arrested and put in jail, she actually married him. And she was released from that captivity, you know, and he was arrested, put in jail. So she married him. And from that point forward, this phenomena of Stockholm syndrome was coined because she internalized that he was kind and the only source of kindness and freedom because he gave her water when she was held in captivity. But her brain did not allow her to realize that it was he who who um, captured her, who kept her um, from leaving. Oh, wow. So the mind sort of shut down that part of the equation, probably for survival reasons, mm-hmm. and only chose to see that this is a person that if I'm good, if I if I please him, mm-hmm. I will get what I need. 
And that phenomena um, is called trauma bonding or Stockholm syndrome. And it's, it's quite, um, you know, it's, it's very interesting to study it and see the various cases of it. And you see it with domestic violence. Oftentimes uh, there's a, just statistically speaking, seven, um, a domestic violence survivor will, it's estimated that they will return to their abuser seven times. Um, I heard a survivor of human trafficking say that they will return to their abuser probably three times that I don't know that that's been verified with uh, any data, any analysis, but just because the level of trauma is so much worse than a DV person with, you know, because they're being sold. Right. Yeah. So these are pretty heavy yeah. topics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How, what are your what are your feelings? I see you kind of uncomfortable here. Yeah, like, I'm feeling a little uncomfortable. Yeah, but you definitely see that. I think it's very interesting the story and how she didn't realize that he was the one that uh, put her in that situation and that just by him giving a drink of water to her, she just like I I can't believe she married him in the mm-hmm. <laughs> after all that. Yeah, it's very unsettling. Yeah, it is. And I think, you know, um, it just shows that uh, the way the brain can work. And I think for me, what it does is it makes it helps. I feel a great deal of empathy for people that are Mm -hmm. traumatized to such a level that they feel that that person is the only source of safety. Yeah. Um, Because, you know, that they're living in a reality that is not um, real, you know, but for them, it is. And so so these topics are really heavy. So tell me, as you've been going through and researching about human trafficking, you're you're in the 11th grade. Are you 16 or 17? I'm 16. 16. So these topics are really heavy. And to know that like kids your age are out there being trafficked like this. Yeah. How have you coped with that? Um, I think when I was in India and seeing the kids in the streets or in the restaurants working and seeing that they were my age. And then also I tutor kids in math, like elementary school kids and understood like their age kids are also being trafficked. And I have a younger sister and uh, like all, all of these people in my life, like they're so important to me. And I can't, it's, I just can't imagine like their age kids going through this kind of situation. Yeah. Yeah. So does it kind of bubble up in you as kind of like a, a an anger or does it bubble up in you as a sorrow or what what are you what are your emotions I think about a it? It's a mix of both that like these kids aren't going through the same thing that like my the people I know are going through like that they should be going through like through education and like living their childhood but instead are like putting in are being put in this type of situation where they're being trafficked. And I, I think like you said, like I feel angry, but I also feel, I feel bad for them. So I feel that I should be able to do something cause I'm in that like situation where I, or like, yeah, a situation where I can do something to help. Yes. So you're using your privilege mm-hmm. as a, as a uh, piece of uh, strength to pull from for them. Is that, kind of the way you see mm-hmm. yeah yeah and we all have such privilege in the united states it's it's incredible we don't even realize it even the most impoverished is more privileged privileged you know actually i'll take that back because i just spent some time in the tenderloin uh last week and it's pretty bad there but i will say the kind of the even the folks anyone who's not homeless um, operates with a great deal of privilege um, in this country. And to be able to lend our voice to that um, is um, is uh, really, I think it's a must do. And so I, I think you probably feel the same way. So that's awesome. So what have you seen as you've um, been educating people? Have Has anyone come forth, any kids come forth and said, hey, I was being recruited or I know somebody who... Um, you know, was caught up or, you know, there's some red flags with some of the kids that you, you know, you've been, um, educating about different behaviors that they may have on social media or with different apps. Has anything like that, um, come up as you've been doing your education? Um, nothing has come up and 
that's good. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. But people like like I said, like kids after my conversation or like presentation in India were like coming up to me and we were, they would be saying like I see all these kids on the streets or in the restaurants and I like recognize like now that that is human That's trafficking. Is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, good. So I'm glad that um, you, you didn't, um, you know, run into anything. Um, it was, I mean, not that it would be a bad thing to uncover something that mm-hmm. was brewing, but we're hoping that nothing is there. Right. So, yeah. so that's good. Um, I, you know, just in digging into this with even my own kids, um, I've uncovered like different things. Uh, there recently I've, I saw that one of the, like, um, a 55 year old guy tried to friend request, uh, you know, or try to follow my daughter who's 11 online. And, um, of course I'm like, Hmm, I wonder what, why you would want to yeah. follow a, a kid. Mm-hmm. I don't get that. You don't, you know, you're a stranger to her. We're not relative. And so, you know, those, even those catching those kinds of things, mm-hmm. uh, before anything starts, uh, is, is great. And so do you have a talk when you're talking at all about social media and like healthy behaviors there? Um, I just tell like the kids if if something seems weird or like makes you uncomfortable, don't do it, especially with social media. It's all about like getting the most followers. So I know in that situation, if it was like a person that wanted to follow you or you wouldn't you wouldn't question like who they are. Mm -hmm. You just you want. More followers. More followers, yeah. Yeah. So being careful of that and making sure that, like, you know this person in some, like, you know the person and you trust this person while, like, making the decision That's in good. social media. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. And there's that draw to just get followers, right? So cause you yeah. can become famous. Um, but, um, like, you know, I like I always say to my daughter, um, what does fame get you if it attracts someone who's literally like thinking weird thoughts as they look at your pictures? Yeah. That's not the kind of fame that I think any of us want. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's like, oh yeah, good point. So anyway, all right, well, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about some different things that are going on in the community. I want to get your input on it. So we'll be right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Anushka Shetty. She is a junior at Los Altos High School, and she has been sharing a variety of things she's been doing in the community. One of them, raising awareness in the middle schools and high school in Los Altos. Uh, One of the things I wanted to ask your opinion on is you are the president of YSTEM, Women in STEM. Mm Mm-hmm. Is that how you pronounce it? Why yeah. Okay. Wisdom. Okay. Good. I want to make sure I wasn't saying it wrong. Um, so I um, I have been working in the tech field for the last twenty three years. Most recently at Cisco for twelve and a half years in a global sales role. And I retired from my tech job in January so I could run Love Never Fails full time. Um, 
And one of the things that I'm trying to do is use all of that knowledge that I gained and in the tech world Mm -hmm. to um, get survivors and other vulnerable community members jobs in tech. Mm -hmm. And so uh, Love Never Fails has become a Cisco Networking Academy. And we're also a state certified cybersecurity pre-apprenticeship program. And what that means is people who come through our 20-week class can exit the class um, uh, and receive an apprenticeship starting at $15 an hour and working all the way to $39 an hour over 18 months. So um, really an awesome opportunity, especially for survivors that are coming out of our homes. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to um, ask you, Are any of these topics being discussed in YSTEM, Um, how to kind of create a bridge between, uh, you know, vulnerable populations, vulnerable women and the technology field? Or what is the sort of is is that part of the narrative at all? Um, I don't think that's what we focus on at YSTEM, but I think that's very interesting and I should bring that to I'm I'm not the president right now, but I will bring that to the president because I think that's really interesting what you guys are doing at Love Never Fails, bringing back like survivors into the world, like back into like so that they can have a future and like can rely on something. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. So that's that's the whole idea, because, you know, the jobs that we have right now that are retail or um you know, customer service, unfortunately, in the Bay Area, they're just not paying enough for people to live sustainable lives where they don't have to rely on abusive family members or um, partners. Right. They they our goal is to get is for people to be self-sustaining. And, you know, mm-hmm. and if you do like the math, right, fifteen dollars an hour. You're going to, you know, you're going to make something like $3,000 a month. And do you know how much a one bedroom or is in the Bay Area? Have any clue? <laughs> no. Okay. So literally like the lowest I've seen as of late is like fifteen, fourteen hundred $1,400 for a one bedroom apartment. So you figure if you're like a single mom, right, let's do the math. You got 3000 that you're working with. You give 1500 towards rent. You have fifteen hundred left. You've yeah. got a car note. Let's say that's three hundred dollars. So you have twelve hundred left. You've got gas. That's maybe two hundred. Then you've got uh, you've got food. Yeah. Maybe you spend I don't know at very minimum for you and one child maybe four hundred dollars. So you got six hundred left. You got your phone bill. You got your PG and E. You know I know you don't know about these bills <laughs> yet. Thank God. Uh- <laughs> It's like, no, I don't want to move out, mom and dad. (laughs) I want to stay here forever. But no, so you can see where it's going, right? Yeah. And then if you have childcare, childcare is at least six to $800 a month. So you're in the red, right? There's no way you can do that. Mm -hmm. So then you might get a second job and then you never see your kids. Yeah. Now they're in the hands of somebody else that maybe could be abusing them or they just feel neglected. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's just this vicious cycle, right? The most vulnerable continue to be the most vulnerable and then their children are vulnerable and it just goes on and on, right? So I think that tech is the great disruptor, you know, and that can just totally shift the game because you can be making, you know, $30 an hour, $25 an hour in an entry level job. What do you want to do with tech? Mm. Like what do I want to yeah. do in the future? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, I'm not sure yet, but I'm leaning towards like tech, technology or like biology kind of stuff. But whatever I do in the future, I will like continue to raise awareness or work with like the issue of human trafficking. I'd love to have you come out. So just a, a month ago, um, we hosted a, a an event called Women Rock IT. And it was it's something that um, Cisco does every month. And then um, they kind of create the content and then you can do like a watch party. So we did a watch party of the content that they created at our site in Hayward. And we brought 18 women together and um, and young ladies together to just have a discussion about 
what they were talking about. And one of the things they talked about, um, there was a executive director or no, the, uh, she's the CEO of a company called Kaya imaging. And, Oh wait, I recognize that. You recognize that? Yeah. yeah. So they made, um, a device that allows you to d- give yourself, um, self exams, uh, gynecological exams at home. Um, and specifically in throughout the world, because in the U.S. we have access to those kinds of exams, but in other parts mm-hmm. of the world they don't. And so they have a very high um, mortality rate for women caused um, diseases, right, because they can't. They're they're not making it to the doctor to detect um, cervical cancer and things like that in time. So, I mean, there you have biotech combined with, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like a really cool thing. And so they're talking about how, you know, technology is literally saving lives. And when you layer on women's issues, which sometimes get neglected, um, like, you know, this whole notion of allowing them to have a home kit so they don't have to go into a a doctor's office to get, uh, you know, an appointment with the doctor, a women's appointment with the doctor, an OBGYN appointment. Uh, like, wow, that is so cool. I never yeah. even, yeah. And um, I think she got the name Kaya Imaging. She got it from a, 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 cal- a calla lily, and that's the shape of the device. It's kind of like a calla lily flower, you know, that it's kind of like round like that. and And the device is shaped that way. And they're able to do their own, um, their own, um, exams. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. So, um, anyway, so I'd love to have you come to yeah, the next one. Yeah, I'd love one. to attend. Yeah. We're going to do one in January. So we're, we're skipping December, but I'd love to have you there. Um, and, um, just talking about like, what are some things? So maybe you, what, do you have anything that's top of mind, you know, when you think about being in biotech or just technology, what, interest you what would be something that you think tech could help us solve um like what issues Mm -hmm. like when you think about human trafficking and technology what's what's a solution that um the tech field could bring to bear to help us solve human trafficking um maybe like recognizing trafficked uh trafficked people um I read something, I think, a couple of weeks ago where a guy um, made something where you could uh, take a picture of someone and it would show you how they would look like without makeup. I'm not sure if I'm explaining this well, but uh, usually in certain situations, uh, a trafficker would put... Uh, the people that he is trafficking in a like heavy makeup, yeah, and this device would help, uh, like recognize people who are being trafficked. I thought that was very cool, like, like facial recognition yeah, without yeah, the yeah. makeup. Oh, yeah. nice! That's yeah. a, that's a good one. Like some more something more like that. something like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right, so uh, there's a few. I'm going to throw bounce a few of them off of you. I want to just get your take. <laughs> see if see if you think they're feasible. I mean, yeah. Let's let's get your opinion here. So uh, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back and we'll do a little little uh, Q&A here. So we'll be right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. 
Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. And we're back. Thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. We're in the studio today with Anushka Shetty, who is sharing a little bit with us from an 11th grader's perspective, a young advocate's perspective about what human trafficking is, what it looks like here in the U.S. and India, and what we can do about it, how we can respond to it. And we were just talking about the use of technology to solve some of the issues that we're seeing here. And Anushka shared with me an article she read about someone developing a facial recognition app that allows you to peel away makeup so we can know what what people look like without makeup on and maybe do a match right to a missing person's picture or something like that right Mm -hmm. so yeah so that sounds really cool there are several Marinus Analytics is one of the organizations that I've worked with in the past and they do they actually allow you to find ads online of you know different people that are being sold online using their app so if you describe the person if that description matches with the way that they're described in these ads that's another sort of word search kind of matching mechanism for finding missing children I thought that was kind of cool and then another one is there's a lot of pictures that are being taken now of hotel rooms so when victims take pictures that are being sold online in certain locations you can tell which hotel room they're in because there are pictures of that hotel's look and feel so people will know oh that's a Motel 6 or that's a Hilton you know and at least it allows you to kind of hone in on where they may be so that's another one yeah. So the trafficker will take a picture of their... So no, actually, an advocate like you or I would go to a Hilton room, take a picture of what that room looks like. And then when you see the ad of a victim online oh. and they're in a room that looks like that, okay. then you know that they're in a Hilton room. Yeah, yeah. So now you're not looking for them in any other hotels, kind of narrowing in mm-hmm. on where they might be. So that's been really, I think, helpful. There's actually an app that now all those images are loaded in so you can insert the picture in there and it'll tell you that is this kind of hotel. Pretty cool, right? Yeah. And then there's more sophisticated things like location services in the picture, right? Mm -hmm. If somebody leaves location services on, you can actually tell where the picture was taken using geotagging. So you're thinking about ways to find missing kids. Yeah. Well, that's great. What do you think the aftermath, because that's something that we often forget about. Yeah. After someone has been like, even the kids that you in India, Mm -hmm. right? It's like, that's what trafficking looks like. So you identify that they're being trafficked. Now what? If you see it on the streets or through an app? Yeah. I think definitely if you see it on the street, you would report to someone. And then I'm not sure how like people go on with, like searching for like the family if they've I'm I'm not I'm not sure how that Mm -hmm. how that would work yeah so if a child is missing let's say here in the U.S. Mm -hmm. then you report it to the police and the police create a national missing and and exploited children's report and Mm -hmm. their picture maybe goes online and kind of thing usually happens until they're they're found right until they come back home and I guess what I'm wondering is what happens when they get home what do you think happens I think their family would be happy that they've that they're like alive and mm-hmm. that they're safe now. Yeah. Yeah. I think I don't know. I read a book about like this man who went to Nepal to help trafficked children. I think the book is named Little Prince. Mhm. Princess? Do you, do you know what I'm No. I, I think it's called Little Prince. I'm not sure I might be saying it wrong, but um, he goes and finds the parents of these uh, trafficked children and tells, like, goes to them and says, oh, your son, do you remember your son that you, like, maybe they, like, they sold them a couple years ago or, like, like they just lost them? Yeah, he's, he's like, all right now. He's safe. He's with us. And if you want 
you we can bring him to you and it was just this the there's like a whole section in that book where he goes and talks to the parents and i think that's very important because the like parents are so shocked that they they've given them away to a trafficker because in that situation in Nepal they didn't know that they thought they were giving them a better life but the parents were very happy to hear that like he's safe now and that he's okay yeah and to bring them back yeah yeah, yeah. wow yeah the um the book is the little prince princes little princes one oh. man's promise to bring home the lost children of Nepal yeah by Connor Grennan um I'll have to I'll have to read that yeah, wow I love that book is it good <laughs> yeah. yeah oh that sounds really interesting um what I have heard and I don't know I, I can only tell you what I've experienced when dealing with parents after children come home after being trafficked here in the U.S. but um, what I've heard, especially in India, in uh, Thailand, Vietnam, um, from others is that there's a lot of shame when you come back after being trafficked, even though, um, it wasn't your fault. Oh, um, yeah. there's a lot of shame. Like, why mm-hmm. were you so stupid to think that, um, that, that these people were going to help you shame on the family and shame on the individual, and um and that hinders the individual from healing yeah because their family has been shamed and so um that's something that i think through advocacy we could help um reduce that because it's not their fault mm-hmm. that you know it's not the victim's fault for sure yeah. and um and you know and even the parents the parents would not do that if they did if they knew yeah. What, you know, they got tricked mm-hmm. and we're all, we all have some vulnerability that can be preyed upon some way, you mm-hmm. know? So, but, um, yeah, so that's, and then in the U S there is a, a lot of shaming that goes on yeah. as well. Have you, have you heard or seen that as well? Yeah. I read somewhere that law enforcement sees, uh, traffic survivors as criminals. Mm-hmm. I don't, is that still well, um, so there was a law that was passed last year that um, I think it's uh, AB 1388 um, that says that, um, you uh, you know, survivors of uh, children, child trafficking survivors, uh, mm-hmm. so commercially sexually exploited children, CSEC, cannot be labeled as or referred to as a prostitute. And so um, that I would say there's legislation that that um, that protects children from being labeled in that way but there's still a mindset yeah that that says this child is prostituted mm-hmm. or she's been prostituted there I've heard people say that this prostituted child and you know I always say exploited child or victimized child mm-hmm. um or raped child but I don't say and of course there's labor trafficking too so that's still exploited child as opposed to um, you know, whatever, whatever other language we want to use, which basically is associated with a penal code, which, you know, a, a criminal code that says prostitution is a crime. Mm-hmm. So putting that on a child is inappropriate, right? Yes. Cause they can't opt. They can't consent to that. Mm-hmm. Can't consent to, um, sex. And so they can't consent to criminal activity related to it. And so they're a victim. They're always a victim. Um, um, so yeah, I think I was just looking here to see if, uh, there's been any recent news about this, but I still think that there is a lot of, um, shaming going on, especially within the family, because, you know, it's just, it's extremely hard on the family to bring back a child after something like that happens. Yeah. So it's horrible. Yeah. So, okay, we're going to take a break and we're going to come back and talk about some ways in which we can um, lend our voice to the shame issue here in the U S um, with some of the, the families and also what we can do to prevent this from happening here in the U S um, 
you know, when we see someone who is very vulnerable, what can we do? So I'd love to get your take on that. We're going to come right back with Anushka. Thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again have been speaking with Anushka Shetty, who is a junior at Los Altos High School. Thank you again, Anushka, for being here and uh, for supporting us as you know as you have over the last few months. We really appreciate it. Just thinking a little bit about what we can do to prevent human trafficking uh, amongst U.S. born uh, or children that are in the U.S. Um, what would your what would your first thing be first couple of things be that top of mind so um what i've been doing through my project is raising awareness about human trafficking so i think that's the most important step because people here don't know what it is so i think definitely making them aware that this is an issue and that it happens in the bay area is like the first step yeah perfect awesome so do you have any upcoming training scheduled um, no, I don't. nothing at the moment. Okay. So, so Anushka's available and <laughs> you can contact her parents. At <laughs> well, you can contact me and I know how to get in touch with her. So, um, reach out to me if you'd like to have Anushka, uh, speak in, in, in a format. Maybe it, maybe it's to women in STEM. Maybe it's to, uh, other students. Um, I think she has a lot of great things to share and, uh, we definitely want to give her more room to um, to educate and raise awareness, as, as you said, that's the way one of the main ways we can combat this. Um, so we have a lot of other events going on in the community that I'd like to make you know tap you into here. Um, in December, we are um, going to be partic- participating in Giving Tuesday, and um, we are so excited, actually. Um, Uh, We're in the process of going through approval to open up a second house for um, that will allow us to expand from the current six to seven women and their children that we support to a 19 a 19 bed facility. And so um, if you could uh, please um, support us so that we could add more beds. Um, we've been able to house 105 women and 21 children in the last four years with your help. And, and that's with a, you know, um, a much smaller facility. So with 19 beds, we'll be able to house, you know, probably three or four times that. And so what an awesome opportunity to, uh, change someone's life And so, um, giving Tuesday is on December the 3rd and there's a lot of matching gift opportunities. So I would ask you to go to our website, loveneverfailsus.com or our Facebook page, love never fails fan page. We also have a Twitter page, love never fails five, um, and Instagram as well. So wherever you like to get your social media or your updates, go on there and 
um, please consider giving to us so that we can do more of this work. And um, I think, you know, so awareness absolutely is top of mind. And once you become aware and we, you educate yourself, um, partner with us on having a response Mm -hmm. to when someone is trafficked, we have to have a safe place for them to go so they can rebuild their lives. So try to prevent it as much as you can. And then, you know, if you, if, if it happens, let's help us to restore those that um, need it so much. So that's on the 3rd of December. So join us for Giving Tuesday. And then on December, I'm sorry, the 3rd of December. Did I say November? 3rd of December. Um, And then December 20th, we are participating in the Gateway on-site holiday extravaganza celebration in Sacramento from 12 to 3.30. I'll be one of the keynote speakers along with Dr. Jessica Rodriguez. Oh, my heart. She's such a sweetie. Can't wait to do that. So you join me on up there if you're interested. And also uh, we have our uh, community prayer day and we'll be doing that on December the 1st at 4.30 in Hayward at our uh, at our store location this time, 22580 Grand Street in Hayward. So if you want to join us, please feel free. Otherwise, you can pray right where you are and join us as we um, pray for survivors and pray for community members just to be um, just to be safe. And of course, um, we're doing a Thanksgiving outreach on November the um, let's see here. I'm sorry, on December uh, oh, December. It's not a Thanksgiving outreach. Sorry, it's December the 13th. We're doing a Christmas outreach. And so uh, join us that evening. We're going to do it in Oakland. So excited about that. And of course, just support uh, the store, which is again, 22580 Grand Street in Hayward and all the survivors that work there and um, our staff and our volunteers um, jump, uh, come on by and um, just say a few kind words. You can make a donation 12 to 5 p.m. Monday through Thursday of your items, uh, your clothing. Um, and of course, we have a career closet there. So if you have clothes that you want to donate so that someone has business attire for an interview, please feel free. So we got a lot going on. We love uh, your support and your words of encouragement. And most of all, um, we want to make sure that you know, and if you haven't heard it before, that you are loved. Thanks for joining us this week on Love Never Fails Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and love and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at loveneverfailsus.com, by liking and sharing our Facebook page, Facebook slash Love Never Fails Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. This program is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in human trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to loveneverfailsus.com and click on the radio show link. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries, as well as supporters from Faith Fellowship, New Hope Christian Fellowship, and the International Church of the Foursquare Gospel. On behalf of Vanessa and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thank you for listening, and thank you even more for committing to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Give